Hello everybody and welcome back to the BMW Blog Podcast. This is episode 44 and uh, I'm solo today as you can see. Um, but we do have some interesting topics to talk about. Uh, actually, mainly one topic. Uh, it's sort of the big news with BMW uh, this past week and that's the BMW M5 CS. So the M5 CS is like the most extreme, most hardcore version of the M5. And what's really interesting about the M5 CS is the fact that it is the first like hardcore track version um, of an M5. Because typically an M5 has always been comfy, um, you know, spacious, practical. You can drive it every day. Um, you know, it's sort of that, you know, perfect sweet spot between outright performance and you know, daily livability. Like an M3 is a little harder edged, um, you know, but the M5 is comfy, it's quiet, it's luxurious. Um, especially this new one, it's like really comfortable, really quiet, really luxurious. So when BMW was like, we're gonna make a CS version, I was kind of apprehensive actually. I was like, that sounds a little odd. Like kind of strip out all the interior bits and make it louder and less comfortable. Like what the hell's the point of an M5 then? But then it came out. Uh, BMW revealed it uh, just a few days ago, and it looks killer. It's one of the most exciting new BMWs in a really, really long time, actually. Um, a lot of modern BMWs have been getting a lot of flack for like kind of losing their way a little bit and having funky designs, but this one, um, I really think BMW nailed this one. It looks really cool. Um, the press photos, of course, are awesome because the car is green and has gold wheels and yellow headlights and it's just it's really 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 cool looking but uh it's actually actually seems really impressive too because under the skin um the changes are really really cool so bmw didn't just like you know slap some fake carbon arrow on it and you know maybe some sports seats and call it a day you know, they really changed everything. I mean, you're you're talking stiffer anti-roll bars, uh, you know, lower springs, uh, different suspension geometry up front. I mean, more camber, I mean, negative camber. You know, it's it's a very comprehensively tuned chassis um, versus the M5 competition, uh, which is what it's based on. And you know, then then you add the power, 635 horsepower. You know, same 553 pound-feet of torque, but 635 horsepower is a lot. Um, the standard car is insanely fast, so you add, you know, 20 horses more, you know, drop 70 kilos, and, and that's another thing, it's incredibly light for an M5, uh, you know, carbon fiber hood, carbon fiber roof, carbon fiber, you know, uh, was it door skins, I don't know, something, something was a, a, the last thing escapes me actually at the moment, but it's got a lot of carbon on it, is the point, um, lightweight forged wheels, you know, it's, um, it's a comprehensively tuned package, and it's really, really cool. Um, so you you add the power, drop 70 kilos, revise the suspension, chassis, you know, everything, and you're going to have, I think, a killer, killer machine, because the standard M5 is already fantastic. It's one of my favorite uh, current BMWs. Actually, the only BMW I like to drive more than the M5 is the M2 CS, and what's funny about is that, what's funny about that is it's a CS, so this new M5 CS I think it's going to be really, really special. I think it's going to be a really cool car. I'm really, really excited about it. I mean, not only is it, you know, lighter, faster, better tuned, um, but it's also kind of cooler, uh, especially on the inside. BMW did something that I wasn't expecting, and I'm really, really happy that they did it because 
it is one of the cooler things I've seen in a modern BMW, and it's the, the back seat, actually, of all things, the back seat. So instead of your traditional bench seat, like you'd get the back seat of any car, BMW replaced it with two, like, racing buckets. So it's like, if you look in the back of, like, say, an Aston Martin Rapide, which is another, you know, four-door supercar, um, that has two back seats. It's a, it's a four-seater car, even though it's a, you know, it's a sedan. Um, but those two back seats are like really plush and luxurious and you kind of like, you know, they, they wrap around you and they're really nice. The M5 CS's back seats are like the front seats. They're like these hardcore, uh, you know, racing seats and they're really cool. They're kind of like inside the, they're like, uh, like sculpted into the, um, the bulkhead between the, uh, you know, the rear seat and the trunk. And it's like, it looks really cool. Like, that's going to be a really cool idea because you can take like your friends on a, on a racetrack. Like that's the implication. It's like I'm going to take three adult friends and we're going to go on a racetrack and flog this thing, and that's hilarious. Um, that's a really really cool idea. Uh, I don't know if any M5CS owners are going to do that, and honestly, I doubt it. I doubt any M5CS owners really ever uh, even take their car to the track because I have a feeling they're going to be like collector car specials. But I hope so. I hope that people actually use these things the way they're meant to be used. Um, and that would be a great way to do it. You know, hey everyone, let's head to the track and drive there in the same car, kill it for 10 laps, you drive home on 10 laps. I don't know, just make an arbitrary number, but like, just, that, that seems like a blast to me. You know, that's a great idea. Uh, and it just looks really cool too. Like open the back doors and see these like racing buckets sculpted into the bulkhead. And it's like, wow, that's, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool, and then the the front seat looks cool too. I mean, it's it's nothing like out of the ordinary, uh, out of the ordinary for like the BMW M, especially with the CS models. So you have like an Alcantara wheel, and uh, the really really cool racing carbon fiber backed sports seats from the M4 competition are in the the M5 now, and that's pretty cool. Um, they're not like you know big squishy comfortable chairs. They're you know hardcore seats. They're really cool. Um, and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna change, I think, the character of the inside of the car. Like, because when you sit in it, you're sitting in this, you know, really, really racy, sporty seat. It's not, you know, it's not comfy. It's not luxurious. So I think that changes the personality of it while you drive a little bit, and that's pretty cool. Um, now, in terms of uh, the engine and the power, what's really interesting about the M5 CS is it's actually the most powerful BMW engine ever made at 635 horsepower. Now that seems like, like of course it is, right? Because it's the newest, the most powerful thing. It's got to be the most powerful they've ever made. But what's interesting is that the car that it beat out um, was actually built in the 90s. And that was the McLaren F1. So BMW famously built, the BMW M famously built the engine for the McLaren F1, the S70-2. Uh, it was a naturally aspirated 6.1 liter V12. Uh, the, the, the famous Paul Rocha made it. He was, you know, this incredible genius engine designer. And Gordon Murray from McLaren, uh, he went over to Paul Rocha and he said, build me this engine. And he gave him all these crazy specs, like these impossible specs that, like, couldn't be made. Like, he, Honda had turned Gordon Murray down because the specs he wanted were crazy. You know, he wanted over 100 horsepower per liter, natural aspiration. Um, it, you know, it had to be a V12. You know, even to rev to whatever, and he had like all these crazy specs, and you know, engine builders were like that's insane, you're crazy. Paul Rogers said, "No, we got this," and they did it. And you know, 6.1 liter, naturally aspirated V12, 
and it made like 618 horsepower, 620 horsepower, something like that. So it was over 100 horsepower per liter, you know, back in the 90s with natural aspiration on a road car. That's really, I mean, that's crazy impressive. And what's even crazier is that was um, the most powerful BMW engine all the way up until like last week. You know, that's, uh, that's pretty remarkable actually. So the, the fact that the M5CS is just now the most powerful uh, M car engine of all time is, is really, really uh, quite the achievement for the M5CS, but also quite the achievement for Paul Rocha and his team. I mean, they made an engine that took you know over 20 years to beat. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing, actually. Um, so it speaks volumes about the McLaren F1 engine and uh, what BMW M was able to do back in those days. That's remarkable. And admittedly, it, it's not a huge achievement for this new car. I mean, it is. It's a great achievement. It's, it's really amazing. But, I mean, it's it's a massive V8 with twin turbochargers today. You know, with all the crazy technology and, and tunability of engines today. And, you know, they have way more resources and tech today to build these insane, insane engines. Um, so you would hope that a BMW M could could beat out the McLaren F1 engine now. Um, but still, I mean, 635 horsepower is a lot. You know, it's really, um, that's really crazy in a sedan if you think about it. And if you think about it, it's just as impressive as the original M5, uh, the E28, 286-ish horsepower back in 1985, 1986. That was mind-boggling back then. So this is about the equivalent of that, and that's pretty cool. Um, but it also gives the M5CS a really good power and weight ratio. And ironically, uh, according to a recent article which you can read on BMW blog, uh, the M5CS has a better power to rate, power to weight ratio than any other BMW M car. That's madness, right? I mean, that's crazy to think. It's huge. It's this big, heavy, hulking sedan. But the bump to 635 horsepower and the 70 kilo drop in weight just put it just ahead of like some really really impressive um m cars like the e46 m3 csl even cars that were that light you know uh just when you have over 600 horsepower i guess the power to weight ratio is easier easier to nail when you have that much power obviously but i mean the m5 is a heavy car so that's quite the uh quite the achievement obviously we're not saying that that's going to make the m5 cs better than the M3 CSL or handle better or drive better because it's just not going to be. Uh, there's just no way uh, any modern BMW or could, could match you know, something that pure. But uh, it, it is extraordinary that the M5 CS has the best power to weight ratio of any M car ever. And you're talking M4 GTS, M3 uh, GT3 and all those crazy cars, or M3 GTS, excuse me, and all those crazy cars that BMW's made over the years, this has the better power to weight. And it's just under three kilos per horsepower, which is like seriously impressive. Um, so considering that, like, or considering that the M5 is already such a great, great handling car, um, this new one, <laughs> this new M5 CS is gonna be killer. I mean, it has to be, right? I mean, it's just set up to be so good. Um, it has all the ingredients. It has everything it needs to be outstanding. 
Um, but it also kind of might set it up for a little bit of failure, actually, because we're, our hype is going to be so big. Like our hype, the hype train is building. You know, it's building up, it's picking up steam. And if it's not extraordinary to drive, I think people might be a tad disappointed. Um, because, like, right, as you can see, I'm, I'm extremely excited about it. It's, it seems amazing. Uh, so, I mean, we can't wait to drive it. We absolutely can't wait. It's going to be a thrill. And uh, I, I think it's going to, to, to crush it. I think it's going to do really, really well. And it's going to drive really, really well because, you know, it's, it's done great bones. It's built on great bones. And then BMW M has really pushed the limit and added the killer back seats, which I think is my favorite part of the car. Um, it's hilarious that my favorite part of a hardcore track edition M car is the backseat. Uh, but that's just how cool the car is. You know, it's so special and different. And that's awesome. What's also interesting is that the power levels are just going to keep going up and up and up and up and up because the, uh, the BMW X8 that's on the way is going to be an SUV, as we all know already. Um, and that's it's going to be the first ever bespoke M car built by the M division from the ground up, not based on any pre-existing BMW. Uh, it's not based on any series BMW. It's going to be its own thing. There's not going to be a regular X8. It's just an X8. It's M division's car. And it's an SUV, and that's kind of disappointing. But it's going to have 700 horsepower, from what we're hearing, uh, due to hybrid help. Um, well, there's going to be hybrid versions of it that are going to, one is going to have like 700 horsepower. So it's going to be a twin turbo V8 hybridized, so combined with uh, electric motors and batteries and, you know, 700 horses. So that will be the most powerful uh, M car of all time when that comes out. But I don't know if you can consider it the most powerful engine of all time because you know it's got some electric help there so i still think the m5 cs will probably still hold that title but it'll be the most powerful m car ever made and um it, it, however it won't have the best power to weight ratio uh it's just won't because uh, it's gonna be so heavy i mean it's gonna be an suv firstly and then it's gonna have batteries and electric motors it's just gonna be a monster it's gonna be a tank that thing it's gonna be so heavy uh, I hope it handles well. I hope it drives well because it's going to weigh as much as a mountain. So that's going to be interesting. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the sign of the times. It's where we got to go. We have to move that way. The M Division has to as well. Um, and speaking of the M Division moving into electric vehicles, we have the BMW i4 on its way this year. And the i4 is not going to be an M product. It's going to be a standard BMW. However, there's going to be an M performance version, which is the, uh, I believe it's called the i440 or um, i440M or something like that. I don't remember exactly how it's going to be uh, to be worded, but it's um, it, that's going to be tuned by the M division, just like every other M performance car, and that's going to be cool because the i4 firstly is going to look like the 4 Series Grand Coupe, which um, I've just spent a little bit of time with the 4 Series Coupe. Uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But when you don't look at that grill, the rest of it's a really good-looking car. So I think the 4 Series Grand Coupe is going to be very good-looking outside of that grill. So you're going to have that as its starting point for the i4. So it's going to look pretty good. Uh, then you have rumored to be about 530 horsepower, uh, all electric. You know, dual motor, one at the rear, one at the front. Um, and it's supposed to have around 300 miles of range-ish. Uh, that's a hell of a combo. 530 horsepower, 300 miles of range. I mean, you're talking model Tesla Model 3 performance 
uh, levels of power and range. And I mean, I know everyone's gonna be like, well, Tesla did that like two years ago. <laughs> That's true. BMW's a little bit late to the party there. But the fact is that they're doing it. You know, they're doing it. They're putting it out there. It is coming. The M division has tuned it. And hopefully, hopefully it gives us a taste of what's to come um, from the M division. I mean, hopefully we start to see more and more electrification from the M division because it, it is the future of performance cars. Um, it's the future of just the automobile in general. So it, you really want to see these legacy automakers like BMW, especially ones like BMW that have such a storied history, um, you know, in performance cars and in motorsport and racing. And, you know, and, and BMW also had a, a big foothold in Formula E for a while. They just canceled it or they just stopped it. But, you know, BMW was one of the pioneers in Formula E. So you figure that they would want to take that motorsport know-how, that electric motorsport know-how and just motorsport know-how in general and kind of move that over transition that into electrification because you know that's the biggest complaint amongst enthusiasts uh for teslas especially the model 3 i mean the model 3 performance is a great car to drive on the road but it's not a track car and when you get it like people you can drive it on track but everyone who's driven on track says it's not a track car it's just not what it's for um but that would separate an m electric car from let's say the model 3 performance um it'll give it you know, a distinction, a reason to get the M version rather than the Tesla. And I think that it's going to be a hugely important car for BMW and BMW M both because if the i440M or whatever it ends up being called um, is going to be, you know, if it ends up being great, if it ends up being this like really fun electric car that looks really good and has good range, uh, I think BMW M will, or BMW and BMW M will finally kind of get rid of that. There's a, like a stigma right now that BMW doesn't really know what it's doing with electric cars because, you know, all of its competitors are kind of pushing out electric cars and BMW seems slow to the party. So if this i4 can really kill it, not only will it be like, you know, the first you know M-tuned electric car ever, but it will also help BMW, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of get out of that of Tesla's shadow a little bit start to prove that it can make more cars because uh, it really needs to make more electric cars like Pronto um, and that's going to be I think the most important car for BMW this year there are a lot of really cool cars to come out for BMW this year the iX is on its way which is going to be an important car and the uh, you know the M3 and M4 are going to go on sale this year so it's a big year for BMW but the i4 I think is the most important because it's going to prove whether or not BMW can make an electric car that feels like a BMW. Because you had the i3, which was a fun car. I like the i3 a lot. And you had the, now, the iX. The iX is the first, you know, bespoke all-electric car from BMW since the i3. You had the iX3, but that's kind of, you know, it's basically <laughs> useless. Um, uh, but the, the i3 and now the iX. And those are, the iX looks nice and, and the i3 was fun, but they weren't real BMWs. The i4 is going to be a real BMW. So that's going to be a hugely important car because it will, we're going to find out whether BMW can make an electric BMW, um, which is important. Uh, but speaking of 4 Series, so let's transition kind of back to gasoline here. Uh, I just spent a week, uh, actually a week and a day, thanks to some scheduling, uh, with the new 4 Series Coupe, specifically the 430i. Now, I actually had my choice 
M430i or M440i? And everyone would think you'd want to go with the big engine M440i, but I'd already driven it quite a bit uh, at TestFest, BMW's TestFest back in November, and I didn't get to drive the 430i there, but I wanted to because sometimes, sometimes getting the smaller engine car can actually be more fun because you have less weight over the nose, the steering kind of lightens up or frees up a little bit, it feels less burdened, uh, it's a little bit sharper, it's even more eager to turn in, stuff like that. So I was very curious to drive the 430i, plus it's going to be the one everyone buys, right? So there's going to be the least special, everyone just gets it because it looks pretty and, you know, you, you get the, the cheapest lease deal and it gets you into the 4 Series. So it's going to be the, the most commonly bought 4 Series, which is another reason why I wanted to test it. And I have to say, I went into it a skeptic. Um, when I first drove the M440i, I thought this car is a big GT car. Well, it's a small GT car. Uh, it's, it's too numb. It's too kind of isolated and it just doesn't feel like a proper BMW sports car and that's okay I'm not criticizing it because there is a place for GT cars if BMWs want to make it that way you know there's a place for that and that's good um, but I kind of went into it thinking like alright it's going to be much of the same just less powerful and that might not be enjoyable um, <clears throat> however I was pleasantly surprised um, because it is kind of enjoyable to drive. Now, I'm going to double down and say that the 4 Series is still a GT car. Even the lighter, less powerful 430i is not a sports car. It's just not. There is no, there's zero sensation of actual speed or driving through the steering wheel or any of the controls. Um, it is completely numb. And my beef with that isn't that the steering is numb. I get that all modern steering is numb. It's that the, the tuning of the electric rack, there is no um, discernible weight difference when off-center. So as you turn the steering wheel, you don't get a change in steering weight from the wheel until you're like past 90 degrees. And by that time, it's too late. By that time, what the hell's the point of steering feel, you know, when you're all the way like that? doesn't make any sense you want that delicate off-center steering feel which it just doesn't have and, and granted I know I'm not gonna get the, the, the feedback from the road but you want the weighting of the wheel to change so that you get a sense of what the front wheels are doing and you just don't get that in any in any modern BMWs you get that in the M2 the M2 CS has a has lovely steering but the the 4 Series just doesn't and that was my biggest criticism of a lot of modern BMWs like the um, the 8 series as well I had a big crit that I criticized that car a lot for that and um, the, the 4 series I, that, that, that disappointed me I will say that however the rest of the car I actually I quite liked um, aside from its horrific looking grill the rest of the car is very pretty I actually I really start to it really start to grow on me um, I would always park it really close to my, my garage door so I didn't have to, I would come out my front door and on my garage door and I would park the car really close to my garage door so I wouldn't have to see that horrific front end. But because of that, it always kind of, it looks really good at, from every other angle. Um, the profile is really nice. It's a nice silhouette. I actually, the, the body lines are really boring in pictures, but when you get up to it in person, you can kind of see the subtle shapes of it. And it's a really pretty car, actually. Um, um, the tail lights are really growing on me. The whole back end of it, the, just you know, the rear three quarters angle looks really, really nice. It has like these um, kind of subtly swollen 
fender flares at the back, like the wheel arches at the, at the rear, kind of just like really subtle, but they are flared out. It's really nice. It's a nice looking car. And then you get in, and even though the interior is three series interior, there's literally no difference. Um, it feels good. You know, it's very typical BMW in that sense. You know, all of the ergonomics are great. It's very driver centric uh, cabin. When you're sitting, the seating position is really nice. Um, you know, all the controls are right where you want them. Your visibility outward is really nice. You have tall glass, like in a proper BMW, you know, kind of tall roof, you get tall glass, um, which, you know, doesn't make the sexiest of roof lines, even though it does look quite good. Um, but it gives you great outward visibility. You know, the eight pillars are, are placed nicely. You can just see really well. Um, and these seem like trivial things, but they're really important when you're driving it every day. You know, being able to see and be, feel comfortable in it all the time and just feel you know, confident in what you're doing because of that makes you enjoy driving it more. And I kind of just, it just really grew on me. It's a really, really nice car to drive around. And it's not um, fast by any means. Um, you know, it's a two liter turbo four. It's got 255 horsepower and 295 pound feet of torque. It's not fast. Um, it's like, and it's extra drive, all wheel drive, so it's pretty heavy. And the zero 060 is like almost six seconds. Like it's not fast anymore. Um, you know, a Golf GTI would like smoke a 430i, but it's it's still you know enjoyable to drive. Gearbox is good, you know, eight-speed auto, and it's just kind of it's just pleasant. It's you know, it's just a nice car to drive. It's got nice, has a really great ride. Um, suspension tuning is really really nice. BMW did a great job with that. It it soaks up bumps really well. Um, in comfort mode, even in sport mode, it's firm, but you know, it's not harsh. It's never harsh. And in comfort mode, it really soaks up bumps well. Uh, it, BMW did a great job, especially, um, cons I actually really like there's a difference, a big difference between comfort and sport, like a really discernible difference. Um, so if you're in comfort, it's comfy. If you're in sport, it's like noticeably sportier, which I have a problem with with a lot of cars nowadays. Like sport does nothing. Uh, and it just kind of feels useless. So why even bother with it? And, uh, but no, there, there's good, um, different or you know there's a good difference between the two and i like that so bmw did a good job with that there was some decent back seat space i had a car seat in the back for my son he was back there and even when he was um, in the back a passenger could still sit comfortably uh you know in front of him that was i was impressed with actually uh, with the four series it's a good car overall um what i really think i think it's place in the market is it's like this small gt car which seems like an insult to some bmw enthusiasts like i'm, I'm bashing it saying it's a gt uh, gt car i'm not uh, that's actually kind of a compliment gt cars are great i mean who doesn't love a great grand touring car like the ability to just drive incredible distances in style and speed and comfort um is awesome it's awesome. It's not fast like to 60, but it will do <laughs> high speeds. You know, if you're in, you're in Europe and you want to jump on the, the German Autobahn, you can do 155 miles an hour all day. Like it feels rock solid stable at high speeds. And that's that's really cool, actually. That's a, that's a cool thing to be a GT car. So I'm not insulting it when I say that, but it is not a sports car. You know, it doesn't have the steering of a sports car. Um, the X-Drive is a little too safe. You know, it doesn't feel rear-driven much. So, you know, it's it's a little too safe feeling to be a sports car. It's too isolated. It's too comfortable. It's too quiet. But it's not 
a sports car. Like, it's not supposed to be a sports car, I don't think. I really think BMW said, let's kind of mature the 4 Series a little bit. Let's kind of make it grow up a little bit. You know, it's not the sportier alternative to the 3 Series. That's the 2 Series. Um, and I, th I really like that, actually. This is the car, like, if you're buying the 4 Series, you're not buying it to be your weekend toy. You're buying it to be your, you know, your getaway car. Your, like, weekend getaway car. Like, take the significant other, and you can even take the kids because the back seat's good enough, and just go for a weekend somewhere. And it's really nice. You know, it's a, it's a really good car for that. Um, I, once you're a grown-up, it's a nice car. Like, I don't think, you know, your millennials are going to really want it, to be honest with you, because it just doesn't have that wow factor for, you know, in any way, really, honestly. Like, the exterior is, is nice. It's a pretty car. But it's it's more mature and understated, and the interior is kind of not very exciting. Um, but it appeals to the more mature enthusiast because of just how well everything's made and the sight lines and you know all that stuff, the ergonomics, and uh, it's you know, brilliantly well made. It's it's a bomb shelter in there. It's so it's so rock solid. Um, and again, it's, it's the 430i at least is not very quick. So it's not a millennial's car, it's not a young person's car, but I think it's a more mature person's car. And, you know, for someone who can't afford an 8 Series, it's great, the 4 Series. You know, it's a great weekend getaway car. I, I, you know, I enjoyed my time with it more than I thought I was going to. Um, I thought I was going to come away with a lot of, like, snarky quips about it, but I, I don't. I don't have a lot of snarky quips about it. It actually impressed me more than I thought. And I actually came away, you know, with a much more positive... Uh, feeling toward the 4 Series than I thought I was going to. So it surprised me quite a bit. And uh, I'm excited to test the M440i in a longer, you know, in a longer uh, test, like a you know, week-long test, like normal, and really live with it for a week, because I think I'm, I'm going to really like that car for the fact that it's basically the same, just, you know, with a much, much better engine. So that's going to be exciting. Um, and that's all we have for this week. So uh, I, I know it might have been uncomfortable to look at this ugly mug for a while, but I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, next week we do have a guest lined up. Um, let's hope scheduling, it was supposed to be this week, but let's hope scheduling um, you know, permits it because we really want to talk to this person and you know, I think we're going to have a good time talking to this person. I think there'll be some, have, we'll have some really interesting conversation. So stay tuned for that and thank you for listening. <laughs>